The following episode of TSBOF, the podcast, will contain very explicit language, very informational content that's going to edify you in regards to certain movies that you may have may not seen. To that regard, if you haven't seen the movie we're talking about, you should probably watch it or just go fuck yourself. Uh, I say that in the most kind way. With all due respect, go fuck yourself. Um, You can find us on the Twitter sphere at at TSBOF Podcast. You can find us on uh, Stitcher at TSBO Podcast. Basically, we're TSBOF Podcast Everything. Oh, whether it be Google Play, whether it be iTunes, whether it be uh, SoundCloud, Stitcher, anywhere you can listen to a podcast, you can pretty much find us. If you cannot find us, simply go to w- what, HTTP colon slash slash www true stories based on fiction.com and you can find all of our episodes there uh sometimes we have articles that pertain to movie reviews and things we're talking about we're trying to get back on track with that which probably won't happen but hey who cares um other than that enjoy the following episode good evening ladies and gentlemen we are tonight's entertainment Exactly ten minutes to decide if you really want to know. You have built this city. Let's face it, this is not the worst thing you've probably done. True stories based on fiction. True stories based on fiction. I'm Randy. Brian. And this is Evan, the third host. Oh. R.I.P. Oh. Prince. R.I.P. You found that on the iTunes? Yep. Because I heard that like it, it was only available on Title. It's on the iTunes. Huh. Interesting. Is it because this is uh, now, can you find other Prince music on iTunes? For purchase, I'm sure. Cause, because well, you the, can buy it on iTunes. iTunes. Interesting. You just can't. Apple Music, I don't think, has it. I don't think you can stream it throughout Gotcha, the gotcha. Okay, okay. Who's, isn't somebody looking to buy out title right now, then? Yeah, it's an Apple? Apple Music. Yeah. This is the Bat Dance. This yep. is Bat Dance. Jay Z, if you do that, I know you can hear me. You're a piece of shit, bro. <laughs> If he sells out, yeah, I mean, but it's what he does. He 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 is a venture capitalist. Yeah, if anything else, Jay Z, Jay Z, Jay Z. But he was so behind this title is is the artist taking the power back from blah 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 to the system. (laughs) Then he sells it to the fucking system. 
as a business person, I, re- I put some respect on it. But as an artist and as a non-hypocrite, well, I'm probably a hypocrite. I take respect off of his name for that. So don't do it, Jay-Z. Dr. Dre did. Yeah, but he wasn't saying, oh, I'm for the artist, blah, blah, blah. He, he, he's been up, up front about being a business man. Mm-hmm. And it for the Benjamins. Well, is anybody exclusive to the title? I mean, yeah, Kanye a, a Beyonce, Rihanna, uh, Kanye. I can stream Rihanna. But the, the, no, how it works with all that shit, there's a certain amount of time for the exclusivity. Like, Drake yeah. was only on Apple Music for the first maybe two weeks. Same thing with Kanye, Beyonce, well, Kanye and Rihanna. No, no, well, I mean, for title, rather, sorry. Yeah. Did so, Kanye ever actually. I know his finally went to other streaming sites. Has he ever put out a physical city? Yeah, I don't think so. I think he said he's he said that um, the last album was a, a open casket for the actual physical CD. So I think he said he's he's not doing any physical CDs anymore. It makes sense. Yeah, yeah it makes sense. I mean, when's point. the last time you bought a physical CD? Uh, Ty Dollar Sign, October of last year. There you go. <laughs> but yeah, but overall, well, I think I he, it. it looks like they took it up. You still? Oh, they, I forgot they never put. Um, the actual album on, on to, to buy, right? The Life of Pablo on it, but you can download it on Apple Music. Mm-hmm. It's weird. It's very weird. I don't get it. Yeah, because my brother refuses to get Apple Music, even though he has an iPhone and he's an Apple guy. I use Apple Music. Right. I, I don't see what the big deal is. At least get the three weeks, I mean, the three months the for, three free. for free. Speaking of which, I have it on my droid. I better make sure they're not charging me. <laughs> charge me for that shit now. Do you have the Apple Music on your droid? Yeah. Because I got it, I signed up for it to hear the Drake album uh, when it first came out. Oh, I still have yet to actually listen to the... Um, new one? Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, now it has like... like oh, they put some new songs on like, there. Yeah, like five new, new songs. St. Like, Pablo. Yeah, that wasn't had, on there before. No, it, there's like a couple new songs, I believe. Or maybe not. But yeah, but St. Pablo is like a 12-minute song, though. I haven't heard it. Is it good? Uh, it's all right. Yeah, yeah, but, but they changed some, and yeah. I don't like it. Not for the better, <laughs> in my opinion. Yeah, uh, back when I was a kid, and I would draw my drawings, I would oh, I would add too much shit to it. That's how I realized sometimes something's just done because it was it would be a good piece, and then I would keep adding more lines, more shading. I would fuck it up, so it used to happen all the time. Yeah, but anyway. The big thing these days is a certain amount of time of exclusivity. Because the Drake album was only on Apple Music for a good maybe fucking month or so. And then it came to everything else. Uh, and the same thing with um, the last two Beyonce albums. They're only on title. And I think eventually you can get them other places. Let's find out. So they put Frank's track on there and then St. Pablo. Yeah, yeah, because on the um, on the Wolves song, he, he got taken off of it and it added on Sia. So then they put Frank's version of the, uh, like Frank's version that we've heard on his own track. The dun 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 so dun, dun good album regardless, yeah. but dun, dun. let's see if, if if my girl Bianca is on the um, Google Plays. Lemonade is not on the Google Plays. No. Only on Title. Yeah, so that's the biggest one who's on. And I think that Apple knows that they're missing on a lot of money by not having Beyonce and Rihanna. So that's from the big two wins that they're trying to get by buying Title. Makes sense. 
But I said we had a prince. I think that Beyonce could benefit for just selling her albums off of her her ticket sales to her show. I think she she's an artist who can actually do that, like how Prince did it to get up out of like a deal with uh, Warner Brothers, uh, records. Yeah, it's true. New times we live in in regards to music. It's changed. strange times. Fucking Napster. It just it sucks that. I mean, there's so much stuff. I mean, you'll basically have to subscribe to everything to get three it, different yeah. websites now. Let's take it everything. It's just shitty to for people like me and you. We are Kanye right. fans for mm-hmm. since he started. The, the mixtape before I, I had this demo. Yeah, but well, it used to be if there was two, when, two albums you liked a month, I mean, you spent thirty bucks right there. That's a good point too. So there's definitely there's more pros to it overall, but it's frustrating. But basically, this is a this is a, a power struggle for, for different services. Mm-hmm. Apple is trying to fight Title. Title is, is a small dog in comparison in terms of s- subscriber, but they have some of the biggest artists that Apple can't get. All Apple has in terms of being exclusive is Drake. In terms of people who like a movie on Doctor Dre, no Drake. Well, yeah, Apple's got Doctor Dre though. But I'm talking about who actually puts out bodies of work though. But the title has Jay-Z Arguably one of the biggest artists in the market still They have Kanye They have Rihanna And they have Beyonce So they have, he hasn't even put out an album since the title came out Right, but in essence if he did It would be on title Yeah, and his previous one what, no, That was a Samsung deal Samsung on Android yeah. But I've heard rumors that Kanye and Jay-Z are Watch the Throne too. So if that's come out, obviously it's gonna be exclusive exclusive on title. And Jay Z probably if he doesn't sell, it's gonna be only on title. But Jay Z took a lot of his music off of Apple too. Yep. And it makes sense. I would too. If you own a company yeah. that has a that, that has, has that product, product. So it yeah. makes sense. It makes perfect sense. It's 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 just frustrating to face. It is. It, it's very so that's why I think now this, this type of shit can bring back physical CDs though. So say if it's only for streaming on one service, but you want to listen to it, you have to buy the CD. For uh Pablo I would have happily done it with you. Yeah. So, yeah, I think... Awesome was a, I'm a completionist, though, too. I have all his physical CD mm-hmm. albums at home. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so I think that this is a way, that, and maybe that's a long-term plan, because obviously the artists are for fans of, of the music industry. I would imagine it's, it's in some way if they did something like that to where they use this as a, as a way to bring people back to the record stores. So you want to get the album when it first comes out. There's no such thing as a record store anymore. Well, okay, the record aisle yeah. at your local Walmarts <laughs> or Targets. I don't know. Yeah, FYE. Full Which is more of a novelty store now, yes. Yeah, I mean, there's you're not you're not going someplace to buy a CD or a DVD as often. Now. I couldn't even tell you the last CD I bought. Compact like disc. I told you, tie dollar signs, free TC. I got it from Best Buys. Everything's the going. Came everything's on. going digital. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like there's mostly cons to it. I, I like the fact that I can. Oh, this song was hot in '96. I remember it. I, I go to my Google's, boom, pops up. I'm playing it. Yeah. Yeah. So, so there's a lot more pros to it, yeah. But it is fucked up when you're a fan of a certain artist and they're only on, on the platform that you, that you oh, don't. Many times I've uh, listened to something and felt like they've got out and bought it. Oh, not me. Fuck that. <laughs> I support certain artists. I don't. I, I have in the past, <laughs> but at this point I stopped doing it. Because, uh, uh, for example, like one of my favorite R&B singers, if you remember my list from a couple episodes back, is Trey Songz. When he first came out, he wasn't that big, so I made sure I went out and supported his album. I, I think I bought two of his second album. Oh, yeah, but these days that doesn't matter. Actually, no, I take it back. I've gone. I think I repurchased an album when they've come out with a special edition. Mm-hmm. 
I know you've at least repurchased them in them albums. Maybe even some Kid Rock. I don't think I've ever repurchased a Kid Rock, unless I've lost it. And, and you've done that for, like, various comic books, too, because I, I feel like you bought things and maybe trades uh, multiple times, haven't you? Yeah. Like, how many copies of, of The Killing Joke do you own? Of the Killing Joke, two, but I don't know where one, the first one's at. <laughs> I have like the fourth printing of something. I, I think I have the, the fourth printing too. And it's it buried in a box somewhere. Yeah. Rather than taking using my time, I think I found it for twelve bucks. A nice deluxe hardcover version that sits good in the uh, bookshelf. Now, and that one is oversized, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And isn't there more content in there too? Uh, yeah, I think there's some stuff at the back. Yeah, because. Overall, that's like a 48-page story. If anything, yeah. maybe 60-something. But it's, it's, it's a very short book overall. It's short dense, enough so. that they have to Pad actually story. write extra segments for the upcoming movie. When typically it takes shit out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they had to add shit to this one. Um, yeah, because I, mm-hmm, I was trying to find my copy of it, and I thought it would be on, on my bookshelf because like, it's, it's like a it's a square-bound book, but Trade I can't find back. it. I couldn't find it because I was trying to figure out if she actually got raped in the book. If it's blatant, if they said you raped my daughter or anything like that. Uh, it's. Isn't it? I just read it not too long ago. Well, they showed like when he's uh, going through that amusement park ride, Commissioner Gordon, mm-hmm. and he's showing him the pictures. Mm-hmm. Um, there's scenes, and actually, there's a. Uh, I think this is in the hardback that I got. Um, there's deleted. No, I saw it online. There's deleted pictures. Uh, actually, these. Brian Bolin wanted to make it more graphic in DC. I've heard that, yeah. Wouldn't let him put it in. There's actually, you saw naked pictures of Barbara Gordon. Really? Now, that's sexual assault, but that doesn't mean he necessarily raped her. I don't think she ever said yes, I want to. Sexual assault and rape are two different things. If she's stripped naked and he takes pictures of her, that's one thing. Uh, but if he put his dick in her un- unwantedly, that's rape. I think it's implied that he raped her. Implied rape? And I don't think you ever could come out in a comic book and say rape, but... This has happened. Uh, watch me. Well, I don't yeah. think in a Batman story. I think they got away with as graphic as they could possibly make it. Actually, this all ties into our topic, which we'll get to in a second. But the reason why I say that is uh, there's some outrage about the, now about the killing joke motion picture that's coming out as well as the book I, I listened to a podcast the other day and this guy basically wrote an email to the podcast condemning them for saying that that is a, a powerful story and one of the best works of comic book of all time because it had violence to women now the point I had on it and, and I wrote them an email in defense of their choice was the fact that ne- they never ever and the, I've heard said that she was ex- definitely raped and then the person who was outraged at that isn't taking to mind. If she wasn't raped, if she was raped, it's a different story. But if she wasn't raped, Commissioner Gordon was what happened in that book, Brian. He got stripped down naked, mm-hmm. ball guy. Basically, it was to humiliate him. Emasculated. All right, no, I think, yeah, I think you're saying, I think the whole plot of the story was Joker is trying to drive the man. Right. But if a man is stripped down naked, like, say, his daughter is in those pictures that we've seen, we've read in the book. Isn't that as it's sexual assault? It's sexual assault, and in a society where we're all equal, isn't that 
I want to see outrage about that. Don't be fake outraged about a fictional character, number one. Number two, if you're being outraged about that, be outraged about what happened to her father. That's sexual assault, too. If a man mm-hmm. is, is stripped down neck and ball gag, that's a sexual event that happened to him. He'd be equally outraged about that. Mm-hmm. Also, Barbara Gordon was a trained superhero. She fights crime. So she can't fight crime and get punched in the face and get shot? The Batman got punched in the face and shot. Batman got his back broken. Is that is that a crime against a man? Why is crime in a in a fair equal world different if it's happened to a woman who's in that industry? This isn't happening to uh, fucking Betty Brant from fucking Spider Man. This happened to a woman who who's a costume crime fighter who fights crime all the time. She knows what she's getting into. When exactly. She puts the on. And she's trained. If, if Joker broke in her house and shot her, that's not a crime against a woman. It's a crime against a superhero. Mm-hmm. It should be just. So if you're going to be outraged at that, be outraged at everything then. Uh, that person must hate Watchmen. Yeah, of course. You know, Watchmen is a little bit further, obviously, because <laughs> it's definitely rape. But then Watchmen also has a very interesting and mature uh, response to the rape because uh, it's pr- it pretty much said that he raped her at that time. But she, after he raped her, they had a child together, which is mm-hmm. crazy as fuck. But it's a commentary on life. And now I'm definitely anti-rape. As I think we all should be. But if you're going to be outraged at something, and when the rape isn't, it isn't something that was a concrete that did happen. Be outraged at everything. Don't get outraged by, because God was like, oh, that's, that's a crime against women. Oh, my daughter, if you have a daughter and you have a mother and a sister and have women in your life, you should be outraged by this. She's a fucking superhero who fights crime. So be outraged with everything that happens. Because what happened to her father is, is unless she was raped, it's equally as an offensive sexual assault, and he's not mad about that. You have a father. You yeah, have a son. Exactly. I'm reading something out of it. So, so he's sexist in the event. Yes. I've never heard this quote, but uh, in two, or this is something off, I'm reading out of the line about it. In 2006 interview with Wizard Magazine, Alan Moore, who was also critical about his decision to cripple Barbara Gordon, I asked DC if they had any problem with me crippling Barbara Gordon, who was Batgirl at the time, and if I remember, I spoke to Lynn Wine, who was our editor on the project. He said, yeah, okay, go ahead and cripple the bitch. <laughs> it was probably one of the areas where they should have reined me in, but they didn't. Alan Moore, I guess, does not really care for the story that he wrote. He said there's no significance that came about him. Yeah, because he Real wanted world it to significance. be. Yeah, but he wanted that story to be like an Elseworlds type story. So Elseworlds, for people who don't know, is DC is like out of continuity tales to where they can get away with more yeah, things because it doesn't really happen. But DC liked it so much they made it canon. How long after did they turn her into Oracle? Do you know? It was a lot of years later. Was uh, it? Yeah, because that story came out in what eighty six, eighty seven, eighty eight. I thought. 88. It, was, I think it, was too, it couldn't have been too it was, long. It was 88, not too much longer, because she became the Oracle in Suicide Squad. Did she? Yep. March 1988. Yes. Yeah, so, so not much longer then. Or if you'll have her in Suicide Squad. Hmm? She'd be in the Suicide Squad movie? I doubt it. Because she wasn't a big, a big character in that book, but that's just how it happened that she, that she first started doing like her computer uh, and hacking shit. Yep, Suicide Squad number 23. Yeah. It looks like a 1989. Yeah, I, I take the, yeah, so it was right after that, basically. Yeah, so this little rant by me, because I'm saying, don't be fake outraged by shit. And I bet this... And then, uh, Batman's sort of Azrael's where she became Batman's sole source of information. Mm. Interesting. I, I did not know that. Because I don't like fake outrage, and I bet this same person wasn't mad when, when other recent events happened. 
He just want to have a he want to have a platform. Oh, I'm pro woman. If you're pro woman, think of them as your equals, not something that's beneath you who can't be hurt like you can. I'm a real feminist, ladies. I'm so feminist, I won't even open the door for you. Wow. <laughs> I'll let you pay for dinner, honey. I'll let you pay for dinner. I'll let you take out the trash. I don't want you to think that I <laughs> I want you to think that I think you are capable of taking out the trash. But you wake up and go to work. <laughs> I'll, I'll be a stay-at-home dad. Because I'm a feminist, ladies. All right, what are we talking about this week? Segway from Batman. We're talking about uh, the new ultimate edition of Batman v Superman colon the Dawn of Justice. This was just released for streaming on iTunes and other various streaming platforms. Coming out no July exclusivity. 17th, I think. I believe or, so. On Blu-ray, digital video disc, and 3D. 4K Ultra <laughs> HD. Do, Get the 1080p. Do they still make 3D TVs? Mm-hmm. I, I feel like it was a fad. Like yeah, a year. it was a fad, man. Yeah. They used that... Having to sit in your home and watch shit with glasses. Glass, yeah, have charge of the glasses. Shit. I never thought that would be anything yeah. I'd be interested in. Yeah. I'm still not. I prefer to even go to the movie theater. I hate going to see a 3D mm-hmm. movie. Mm-hmm. I'll go see Although I will say this, because I usually hate it too, but I do think they're starting to do a better job. They're getting much better. Are they? Originally, I hated them all, but lately, they've been a lot better. Oh, I'm so good. Uh, Brian, turn me up. Turn oh. my headphones up. Not once. But that's me. You're four. You're, you're the other That's one. That's me. There you there go. You go. Ah. There you go. Almost like my mic or my headphones were on. Mm. But uh, yeah, um, yeah, because I feel because my last year at Sears, that's when they first started having the fucking three D TVs, and it was like an outrageous amount of money, obviously because it's new technology. And then the glasses were like two hundred bucks each, or some mm-hmm. crazy shit like that. And you got like one and a half pairs of some shit. You got a family of four. You got to yeah. You got to spend eight hundred dollars just on the fucking glasses. Yeah, <laughs> it was fucking crazy for your three thousand dollar television. Yeah, but apparently it makes everything three D, right? You can be watching the news. No, no, it doesn't. No, no. Oh. there's actually because uh, Direct TV. Because um, Charter and AT and T don't do it. Directv actually had three uh, three D channels to watch. Ah, okay. So you can't just throw them on and start watching anything. That's stupid. If I'm paying that fucking much money, I want everything to be three D. I want my tampon <laughs> commercial to be three D. Tampon come right at you, ladies. So the I'm shows actually have to be filmed at still in three D. So yeah, or converted over. Yeah, I would never. The conversions are. Yeah, it's like the yeah. That that Jurassic Park conversion came out last year. I remember that. Ago, right? I remember that. Yep. 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 But what was the last ones we saw? Uh, was the last Civil movie? War, wasn't it? Civil War wasn't bad in 3D. Yeah. Oh, no, did I see 3D? Um, okay, I remember. We saw Batman v Superman in yes. 3D. Yes. I think that one was done pretty well. Yes. I saw it. Movie I recently. saw Avengers. Like, the last 3D movie I saw was Age of Ultron. Cause I was oh, I saw the uh, Independence Day Resurgence. Okay. That wasn't... Not the best movie, but not bad in 3D. And, and see, movies like that should be 3D because there's going to be a lot of action shit coming towards you. Um, for movies that aren't really that action packed with like very special effects, I think it's, it, it, it's a cash grab. Like Star Wars could have had like one scene where that big ass ship was coming at you. Mm-hmm. That was cool. And like there's certain, pro- yeah, I don't need to see if Mike and Dave need wedding dates in 3D. <laughs> <laughs> Probably be some sort of used condom being flung on right. the screen. Or... Oh, it's coming right at me! <laughs> Based nope. on a true story. 
Um, apparently, they got the, like the, like they're called the uh, 4D movie theater experience. Yeah, only, yeah, like, and two or three theaters that do it. Yeah, there's one like, in, in, in New York, I believe. New York, Chicago, yeah, and LA. LA, it makes sense. What is this too? Um, basically, when you sit in it, there's a the chair moves and oh, everything. Oh, they have that virtual. Well, no, it, it does more like there's it, more if it's rainy, more like you'll see some feels like some mist, mist and stuff. Really? It, it's supposed oh, to make yeah. it feel like you're in the movie. Yeah. And it's all timed out like the, the way they do stuff. Like, um, I think I was reading, or it was on like the Fat Man or Batman for Civil War. Like when the Marvel logo comes up, he was saying like the chair actually moves as the logo is moving or something like that. Yeah. yeah. And because uh, what what people are trying to do to save movie theaters is make a, the going to movie an experience again. So obviously it's hard to deal with like people talking to shit. So with something mm. like that, you you have more attention to movies, make it an experience you can't get at home. Oh, some some places have like actual lazy boys now and shit. Yep. To, to yeah, I know Bertrand's got that, but yeah, it's like actually like sitting in it, and, and then it's a little pricier. But I've heard it's, it's, like, not, it's like a lot pricier from what I heard. It's like yeah. twenty bucks or something. I like heard that. like forty. But no. granted, for the Bertrand one, York. the Bertrand one just does motion and vibration and shit. <clears throat> oh, me and Evan were just talking about that. Trying to go, I wanted to go down there and kind of watch or watch a movie. Yeah, in the comfort of a lazy boy, I might fall asleep though. Yeah. yeah. Have a, have a cocktail or two, Randy? Not again. Bad experience from Mission Impossible 3? Yes. <laughs> Passed out in the bathroom. Because that is a good thing about Bertrand Cinema. It's the only cinema around that I can think of that has the uh, liquor license. Yep. That's the one around here. Cinema oh, gets expensive. Used mm-hmm. to have that yep. Yep. back in the day. But you cannot double fist it. No. One drink at a time. Pizza. That was nice. I used to sit there, order my nachos, mm-hmm. pizza, get some pizza while watching the the film. So okay, you can't double fist it, but, but can you buy a drink, go back to your seat, put it in the thing, and go back and buy an- another one? It's at Bertrand. Yeah, probably. I was like, yeah, there's a maximum of two. Though. No, you cannot double fist because me and a couple of buddies from Sears went to go see the terrible movie with John Hammond and Keanu Reeves and the Giants. I think I bought yes. two drinks there before, but I always had another person with me. Yeah, because my boy tried to buy two drinks. Like, yeah, can I get two drinks? Like, no, sir. You can one drink minimum. I mean, maximum. So make it a double. <laughs> make it a double. <laughs> Give me the one and double it. Can I get my bucket of popcorn? Dump my popcorn out. You fill that up for me. That's one drink, right? Trust me, whatever you have to. I'm trying to get fucked up. I, don't, I wouldn't enjoy getting <laughs> fucked up in a movie. I wouldn't either. Yeah. I want to enjoy it. Because then I will probably get loud. I get loud, but then I go home. I wouldn't remember the movie. Then I, <laughs> I have to go see I, it again. I left right at the end of Mission Impossible Three. <laughs> I don't even know if you made it through the whole movie. I think you might have left. 15 minutes before No, it was, it was close at the end. That's one with Philip, the late Philip Seymour Hoffman, right? Yeah. Yeah. We, what, did we go to Midnight Show? Might have been. That was a late one. Yeah. Or since like, where did Randy go? <laughs> All I know is I did not drive home. And it was my car. And you were sitting outside. Don't drink and drive, kids. Waiting for us. Yep. Also, wrap it up. Safe sex is the best sex. Who's with Don't you? be a fool. Don't <laughs> wrap up that tool. <laughs> Who went with tool. us? Was it Lisa? That's right, and her boyfriend. Lisa, Lisa, and Cult Jam. Did she have a boyfriend at the time? Which one, Lisa? Chris? It wasn't Lisa. No, it was Aaron. It was Aaron and Chris. Lisa was, uh. Because I don't want to use any last names. Right. I don't know, no, Lisa. <laughs> you know her. I probably do. I don't know. So, yeah, so uh, while Brian is looking it up, so a couple episodes ago. Oh, not bad. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. 
couple episodes ago, we, we had a our review slash plot hole filling episode of Batman v Superman: colon, The Age of, I mean, The Dawn of Justice with our uh, special guest host Chad. Um, so now that they have released this new edition, the ultimate edition, in the hopes that people will like to film more and it will fill in plot holes that will make a more enriching and grossing story. So now that that has happened, do you guys think that they have succeeded in that goal? Yes. I think it covered a lot more. Do I think it made it a phenomenal movie? No. But I think it was a better I think it was a better movie, movie than what it was. Okay. Um, there was nothing groundbreaking. It wasn't anything like... They confirmed it was Jimmy Olsen in the beginning. Yep. I, yeah. And then that article came out, like the weekend then came out. So yeah, yeah. So I always do that. I thought they dealt a little bit more with, uh, I think I was telling you guys, the desert scene at the beginning of the movie um, that uh, they tried to blame on Superman as well as Lex Luthor's plan throughout the... I think, like, God, I, feel. I think, yeah, I think Lex Luthor's plan came out a little bit more. It was more planned out. And then you even see... Um, Whoever the hell he was talking to on the ship. Oh, uh, oh uh, Steppenwolf? Or are you talking about uh, motherfucking um, the KG Beast? Not the KG No, you Steppenwolf, s- the new god? Is it what, that disappeared it? at the end? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that who that was? It's supposed to be the or confirmed villain of Justice League movie? Mm-hmm. Is that It's not Darkseid? Nope, that's not Darkseid. I, I know he wasn't Darkseid, but. He, he Justice like, League is going to lead into Justice League. Two, which is going to be Dark Side. Okay. But I thought they said that they aren't doing. Um, it isn't a part one and two. Who knows what they're doing? That's true. They said it's not going to be one movie, like just split. There's going to be. It's going to be two different. I don't know. It's, Multiple phases. Um, <laughs> they did the same time that Marvel said Avengers: Infinity War is not yeah. part one and two. Like it's right. two separate movies. Okay. My guess is probably something along the lines of maybe Back to the Future 2 and 3. Right. Kind of tied together. Tied um, together, but they... It separate is two separate entities. Separate, but yeah. yeah, they're, t- they're saying... One larger story, but two separate entities. Um, all right. So I would, in my opinion, I don't think that they succeeded in what they tried to do. Because, uh, like, in my opinion, the desert scene did nothing for me to help to... Edify the storyline at all? Okay. Yeah, I thought they did. A, I did a better job. They show. I mean, they, before you, they show him. Before, I mean, I remember sitting there watching the first time, like, and watching all those court scenes. Of like, why is Superman getting blamed? He did nothing in that mm-hmm. desert. And now it makes more sense. To me, they didn't even show him really killing a whole lot of people in the desert scene in the theatrical release. See, in, in my opinion, when, when, when he came to that um, place that he shouldn't have been, and then when he broke in that, well, when he knocked down that wall and killed that black dude, I thought that's, I think they effectively established what was done. Then, and, and then when the woman was in a, a courtroom, when she was talking about her experience, I thought that was a good job. But speaking of that woman, though, Brian, she is actually a DC comic character. Is she? And I'm trying to find the article right now. The Aqu- senator? No, like the black woman. Oh. She's one of uh, Aquaman's other league. Hmm. I, I, I did not know that. Yeah, I found it out this morning, as a matter of fact, because it's the same exact name, and it, it, it was in my Google somewhere. I can't find it. But anyway, um, I, I think that that scene just made it boring. 
Um, I did like how it showed Clark Kent being a, a good reporter and doing an investigation, which I think ties into a big plot hole that still wasn't filled for me. So we, so I can address that, or you guys can keep talking about you. So to me, the biggest plot hole that was still unfilled was why a person, if they're going to be killed, would just say Martha, they have to say Martha, as opposed to saying, say my mom or some shit like that. I think they had a grand opportunity when Batman was doing his investigation. And then, so at the, at the, um, the lunch, at the fundraiser that had had at Alexis' house, Mm -hmm. uh, when Batman, when, when Clark heard Bruce Wayne's earpiece, so that's just kind of when he had, he thought maybe this Bruce Wayne guy isn't who he seems to be. Right. So when he was doing his investigation, I think he would have put two and two. Because obviously at the end of the movie, he knows that Bruce Wayne is a Superman. Batman. I mean, Batman, Batman right. Yeah. So I would have liked the scene where he, he, he maybe looks up Bruce Wayne, find, okay, mm-hmm. his parents would die. And then it's like, had like a, a scene where like he reading like a fucking microfiche or some shit. And it says, parents, Tom, and Martha Wayne. Like, Martha? Then maybe had then maybe had kind a flash right. They had a scene to where had had cut to the scene where they showed him talking to his mom about his dad and all that shit. It's like okay, yeah, his name is, his mom's name is Martha. So then that would have tied into more the end when he said Martha. But that way, when he knows he's hurt, he's trying to get Batman on his side. To, that's why he would use the name Martha as opposed to saying mom. So, so that's one thing I thought that would have added to it, in my opinion, the biggest plot hole is in terms of how a, a person would actually uh, react. I still don't get why she went back for the. Th- <laughs> that's true. That still doesn't make sense why she didn't why she went back for the spear right. after she didn't she chuck it down there. Yeah. And then she all of a sudden decides she should go get it, and then yeah. ends, almost ends up drowning. Tells yeah. someone saves her. Yep, that should make no sense. I do like the added Batman. The couple of things that added to Batman made him more of a fucking bruiser, and it added blood. Yeah, and so he was like straight fucking murking people. I like that. Mm-hmm. So Ben Affleck, in terms of Batman, is my favorite Batman. In terms of Bruce Wayne, I don't think he, this Michael Keaton, even though he's quirky as fuck, is, is probably my favorite Bruce Wayne. See, I still say I, Christian Bale. Bruce, uh, Christian Bale might be my least favorite Bruce Wayne. Really? Yeah, I went back and I just watched some of the original Batman, 89. Mm-hmm. And it was Bruce Wayne. He's like, Don't get crazy. Let's get crazy. Let's, let's get on. <laughs> see, I mean, Christian Bale did the most. See, that doesn't see, that, that scene right there kind of throws me out of Bruce Wayne. <laughs> I, 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 always look, I always look at the restaurant scene and I think it was Batman Begins when. Uh, Interesting. That's my least favorite Bruce Wayne scene. Oh, to me, that's him playing like the dim-witted playboy. That he's like, okay, I gotta kind of, I have to play this character. So that's him, and he, it's like, oh, you know, all, he jumps in that pool. I'm buying this restaurant. And then, yeah, I mean, that to me would be kind of Bruce Wayne. And he, but he also plays the smart Bruce Wayne. He knows when to use that persona. Like, and they show him in that boardroom, and he's asleep during the meeting. I think that's in. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if that's Batman Begins or that's Dark Knight. That was Dark Knight. Um, but then they'll show him with Lucius, and you know he knows exactly. He's calculative. He's uh, knows exactly what he's doing. I think to me that's why Christian Bale personifies the best Bruce Wayne. Okay. To that point, in our combined sixty years of reading Batman, <laughs> when they've always said that he's a billionaire playboy, right? Mm-hmm. When have you ever seen him actually do that in the cartoons or in the books? In the books? Yeah. They always being have a playboy. To come- 
they, they've always said it, but when have you actually seen him in the panels and the stories being a playboy and being a dim-witted playboy? Well, there's a difference between movie and comic. That's why you have to... Which is, what I'm, which is what I'm saying. In terms of Bruce Wayne, he's not my favorite Bruce Wayne because he, he never act Bruce Wayne-ish to me. Oh, and, see, to me, he always he acts the best, most Bruce Wayne. I mean, that's my opinion. Right, 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 right. My opinion. We're having a, a discussion about <laughs> yeah. it. I'm just saying. I, I don't think... Uh, George Clooney is my favorite uh, Bruce Wayne. George Clooney is? Yep. When I think Bruce Wayne, that's uh, uh, the way he acts in real life and how he acts in the film... In my, to me, is so, the best Bruce Wayne. George Clooney played himself. Yeah. George Clooney is Bruce Wayne. <laughs> I thought Michael Keaton was the worst Bruce Wayne. I can see that. I mean, I, for a while, I, Val Kilmer was, I thought, the best, the most Edward looked. E. <laughs> right. did, didn't you just tell? did you just tell us Michael Keaton was your favorite Bruce Wayne? But I said I, he's my favorite. <laughs> he's my favorite Bruce Wayne. I said I can see how people begin to see that he's he's the worst. He's a terrible Batman too, honestly. But then you, about. Didn't you just tell us George Clooney's your favorite Bruce Wayne? He is. <laughs> Yeah, I changed it first. And I thought about it. I'm not contradicting myself. I'm saying Adam West is my favorite Bruce Wayne, but I can see how someone can see that Mike Keaton is the worst. I can see it. I, I can see Actually, it. I'll tell you, Kevin Conroy is probably the best Bruce Wayne. He is Bruce Wayne and Batman. He he he, he was able to go on there and play two separate characters, mm-hmm. and that's what you need out yep. of out of it. Um, the way he was able to change his voice around and do and play that part. Ben Affleck's Batman is a little too dumb. I feel like the Alfred's running shit. Like what? I feel like Alfred is running shit and Batman be Superman. And Bruce Wayne, his Bruce Wayne is kind of dumb. See, I'll be interested to see how he plays it um, more. Uh, in his actual movie? Yeah, yeah I, I think. Yeah, it feels there like wasn't a whole, calling the shots yeah. behind the scenes on it. There wasn't a whole lot of him playing Bruce Wayne. I like those shoes. Definitely told uh, <laughs> <laughs> He's like, Alfred, what am I doing? It's not working. Alfred, help! He was he was a dumb person. Although I like I like the utilization of Alfred more. Yeah, like uh, when they have to put it, the plane into auto mode, mm-hmm. autopilot, going in, committing drone mode. Yeah, and I like now that Alfred isn't isn't just a, a butler anymore. He, he he he's like he's in on uh, yeah. I, I like I prefer that that version of Alfred. I, I like that that's pretty consistent with everything Batman now. Recently, yeah, still not the comics though. Uh, yeah. No, actually, a little actually, bit, yeah, a little bit, yeah. Because they're trying to do the whole Penny one and help him help out run things from the cave. And he was behind We Are Robin too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, never read it, but I heard it. But I read the first two, yeah, but it wasn't. Um, good. I didn't mind Michael Caine's Batman. Alfred, yeah, yeah. Um, Michael. Sons Gold. of a Tangerine. I always like Michael. Go- I was uh, in Michael Gold. Use the first four. Yeah. Oh, whoops. Oh. The Tim Burton universe. There's never really been a bad Alfred though. No. I didn't like the 1966 version Alfred. I did. <laughs> it wasn't bad. But he was saying it was from the 90s. <laughs> the 90s Alfred always had the Alfred look to it though, like that tall, yes. lengthy, skinny mm-hmm. uh, butler. Mm-hmm. I was watching uh, actually the other night. I threw in Batman Forever. Oof. Really. Um. I forgot how much they tie that into the first McDonald's two. and oh, yeah, huh? yep. toys. First line of the movie, I remember it was, I'm sitting there watching, like, holy shit, that was every McDonald's commercial. Alfred comes out and is like, can I persuade you to take a sandwich with you, sir? And he's like, I'll, I'll try through. <laughs> Could have cut that check. The same way that that Chinese airline cut the check for Batman v Superman. Turkish Airlines, I think it was. Yeah, but it's actually, it's, it's Turkish Airlines, but I, if I remember correctly, it's actually a Chinese company. Oh. Uh, China is running Hollywood right now. We're, we're running the movie industry. They're running Hollywood, obviously. Um, yeah, that Warcraft movie that bombed here did huge numbers mm-hmm. over there. 
But uh, start making movies just for China. Huh? Yep, no, it, it's probably five years away from now. That's, that's yeah. why, if you remember, like since maybe Avengers, everyone talks about the global box office more than they talk about the. Yep, absolutely. That's all they talk about these days. Because because China is, in, by the end of this decade, will be the number one in, uh, market for movies. Oh, that's what you know, Iron uh, Man three. They added yep, that yep. that part in there. Yep. But they still don't bring in as much box office as. Yeah, so Depends on the movie. North America. The big movies they do. The big movies they do, absolutely. 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 It's huge over there. Yeah. I know it's huge, but um I didn't think I thought it was still No maybe half of what stuff something like making. Sometimes even more. Yeah. Just depends on the film. I know mm-hmm. what Warcraft brought in like thirty four million. Yeah. Well I know Warcraft brought did in like hundred and twenty five million over yep. there. But right. yeah, it's it's still not a lot. I mean, I think no, majority of movies still make more in America, North America than they do. Nope, not not the case anymore. Um, but that's why that's why they're getting releases first. Yep, too. exactly, exactly, and that's why Deadpool is such an anomaly because that movie wasn't even released in that market because of, of how graphic it was. So the fact that it made the most money as it did on a, on that budget and not being released in China, the second biggest market, what, what was astounding. So. That's that they're hoping movies like Deadpool, which is Hollywood's problem, movies their ba- carbon copies of that will bring back the American film industry. They may still be winning, but it's not. It's getting closer and closer. Yeah, mm-hmm. within five years. Yeah, and the decade. See that's got the new Disney World over there. Mm-hmm. Disneyland, whatever Shanghai Disney, and China is also they're gonna finance the uh, the Valiant Comics uh, movieverse. Um, and I, when I first heard that news, I thought it was weird, but now it makes sense. I'm making all kinds of money, right? Mm-hmm. Huge, but yeah, um, and this did make me more excited for like the solo Batman movie. I, I could definitely say that. Um, We're only a few weeks away from. Uh, Suicide Squad, no? Yep. I'm still not that... I, I'm going to go to it, obviously, but I'm not that excited for it. So I, like, I think it looks fun. I, I think it looks like a real fun movie. There's not a lot known about it. Yeah. I, I would give them that. In terms of marketing campaigns, it had, had garnered excitement yeah. with knowing little to nothing about the plot. No, yeah. They've shown us a lot of stuff, but I have no idea what the... F- <laughs> I, think it's, about. Again, it's I think crazy. they've been saying their solution to Guardians. Mm-hmm. But we know nothing about the plot. To me, it's just still odd that you're seeing Suicide Squad this early in their cinema. Maybe, maybe it'll be smart the way they're it's doing. It's their Incredible Hulk. <laughs> I mean, they're doing. They, they're still doing it's things kind of ass backwards. Because they were in Batman vs Superman, they were just talking about meta humans and shit, mm-hmm. and then you suddenly see like a whole team of. Which is weird because if, it's been years since I've watched it, but I want to say when you watch Man of Steel, mm-hmm. they flat out say Superman was the first. Uh, superhero and right. So I mean, if they're having metahumans and but I, but Batman's been around for so long too, though. But he's, he's not a metahuman number one, number two. But I guess the public didn't really know exactly. They're the urban legends of a crocodile and, and a fucking sword type shit. And like, he's really the only out and out physical one that you can tell. Oh, this there's person's the, different. Oh yeah, there's the fire guy there too. Yeah, true, true. I mean, but then in between Man of Steel and. Batman and Superman, I think they said it's 18 months gap, yeah, if not yeah. more. So maybe in that, because in the books, in New 52, it said that Superman was the first, and then after that, it started, started, it, it started to come out exponentially. So maybe it's the same thing in, in like movie universe. Possibly. We will see. Yeah, but I think it looks good. I think it looks fun. Um, I, I, the Joker. 
Yeah. Based on what I've seen, there's potential of Jared Leto being my favorite Joker. I like, I like that they're, to this point. they're going and doing a different tone. They're like, let's not copy he, anything. They're doing the same thing that Heath did with Jack Nicholson. And I like on the Instagram all the memes that show stills from the movie and how it pertains to the, the comic book panels too. So, so panels, this inspires like, yeah, that's right. And like, I like, because this is a different Joker. I think it's smart for every iteration to do a different kind of Joker. Mm-hmm. So this one's going to be the thugged out Joker. Yeah. Yes, it is. And I like it. With the goat teeth, it's this gangster Joker yep. type. Mm-hmm. Wearing like a... The last Heath Ledger was just the homicidal... Yep. All about the anarchy. The agent of chaos. To watch the world burn. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess Jack Nicholson was the mobster type. He was a mobster. This drug is, this drug is the thug drug. I don't mean like... <laughs> like mobster, this one's gangster. Type. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not mob gangster, but like, like a street dude. Yeah. Like a biker almost. Like a... Like, like someone said, like a hillbilly joker. Not hillbilly. I mean, what's, what's a better way to put it? Kind of like a. I wouldn't be surprised if this joker had a jacket that had a Confederate flag on it, like a biker almost. I still say Jack Nicholson's like one of those favorite Joker, which is yeah, yeah, yes, yes. I know a lot of people would argue me on that, but overall, he, 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 I've, it's I've a fascination of the character. He is an authentic Joker. Yeah, I mean, Joker's not supposed to be like that smart and manipulative. I mean, Look, the idea of Joker's he's smart. He's smart. I, I, he's not he's supposed smart. to be like that in control. I mean, yes. I guess. It's a, I, I don't, he, he's asking slip. Well, no, Jack did have a couple of sins. So he starts laughing for no reason and shit. Yeah. But yeah, but. Jack Nicholson was good in that role in that world. But I thought he played be, it well. Yes, mm-hmm. but turned to be an, an authentic Joker that we, that I like from the comics. He it, he he wasn't that. No. No, Heath is Heath is really felt, anarchy. Yeah, Jack Nicholson felt more like the, the character anarchy. Batman sixty six. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Version yep. of Joker. So, yeah, Jack Nicholson was like the the Joker from the fifties. Yep. Before Joker became, because I I think that we can credit Denny O'Neill and Alan Moore making the modern Joker that be like the homicidal maniac, like Like the the unhinged Joker. He'll kill you rather, or as opposed to look at you type Joker, right? right. Not the prankster type, right? Yeah, that has all these jokes and shit like that. Mm -hmm. I want to see him have a giant typewriter (laughs) (laughs) and have Batman type like tied up to it. What are you doing, Joker? You mechanical, you maniacal clownster, you. Oh, come on, old chum. Together we can do this. We have to type on the word, go fuck yourself. Holy typewriter, Ben. <laughs> no, really, typewriter is full of holes for some reason. So do you think movies will benefit from having, like, this director's type, director's cut type? I don't think, I mean, this isn't a new thing, though. Yeah, there's been few that have done it. I mean, you had Daredevil that had. I mean, as far as the comic book movies go, Daredevil had the director's cut. X Men: Days of Future Past. Past the rogue cut. Rogue cut. Just had the rogue cut, which uh, I haven't watched yet. You've seen it. I like it. Yeah. Was it better? Or? If you compare, because those are probably the closest things to um, the added scenes make a different movie. Now, I will say that X Men: Days of Future Past is a better, even better version of Days of Future Past than the amazing one that was in theaters. I can't say the same for Batman v Superman, but those two are the closest examples 
of when they're taking the movie and they flip it. See, and Daredevil took, I mean, they didn't really take Same. anything out of the theatrical run of it, but they added more serious tone, so you're not overanalyzing some of the campiness of it. I think it was even campier because fucking Coolio playing that coon. Yeah, but that was more with the Bat Burdock and the court, court scenes. It wasn't it wasn't corny. Like, you're sitting there having a playground fight scene. True. Spider totters and stuff like that. That's cool. But I was offended by Coolio in that movie. What other movies do you think could benefit from having them? Or Catwoman, director. <laughs> oh, more of that basketball scene. <laughs> they should just never made that movie, and that would no. be yeah, better. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe I think X Men Apocalypse yeah, would be one. I'm gonna say because it wasn't bad, but it was just missing something. Like maybe a heart. I, I don't know what it was. It, it was too. It was too Marvel esque. Like I said, I like the fact that it was the first true X Men team movie that we've seen. Yeah. But on the apocalypse side of it, something was missing. I walked out of it, and there's like some like movies that you sit there and be like, oh, 45 minutes could have been taken out of that movie. I felt like 45 minutes could have been added. put back yeah. into that movie. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. It was too rushed. Yeah, yeah. And it was still two hours long. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that one could have fared to be like, I want. You hear X-Men Apocalypse, you want, you're thinking to yourself, this epic. is going to be epic. Yeah, because um, it, it was touted as being a disaster movie. I, I don't, That wasn't effective to me. Like no. the, the way they put that on the screen wasn't effective enough for me to say, yo, that I saw that as being a Armageddon-type movie. I realistically think they should have had the threat of Apocalypse through all three of the... Yep. Um, Apocalypse isn't something you just do all in one movie. There should have been maybe discussion of them in first class, maybe the idea of a threat, but that's not really what you're dealing with in Days of Future Past, Mm -hmm. and boom, he's there, and now you're dealing with it. Or they should have incorporated Mr. Sinister, who looks like... They're doing that ass backwards. Mr. Sinister should have been in, honestly, the first class with the Hellfire Club. And, I mean, but... Uh, Kevin Bacon was kind of playing Mr. Sinister. <laughs> he was, but he's not because right. they're going to recast it to someone else. Mm-hmm. But I don't know what's the point of bringing unless Mr. Sinister's in the next Wolverine movie. That's what they're doing because uh, that's why it was tied into him taking the vows of who rings blood because what they're saying is they're going to make X-23 who is the female clone mm-hmm. of Wolverine and they're taking it in the, in the 80s and, and that's going to come through uh Fruition whenever that movie takes place. Yeah. So yeah, that's what they're saying. So that all ties into not it's not X Men Four, but until the next next movie in the lineup, which is Wolverine Three. Which the, well, they said I was just reading something. And they said uh, they're working on Wolverine Three now. They start Deadpool Two next early in yep. two thousand seventeen. Right? And then they said they'll be start sitting down to start writing the next uh, X Men movie series. But now there's talks on Marvel and. Fox working together, yep. possibly. Because now they, they, they take they, they ostracize the people who were who were fucking up that relationship. Me personally, mm-hmm. at this point. Your X Men series is done. Yep. Mm-hmm. Your Wolverine series is gonna be done. Yep. Close out I mean you've done a great job on it. Close that out and try to figure out if there's a way that you can incorporate mutants into the into the Marvel Marvel universe, universe now. Yeah, because it, honestly it'll be too difficult because now the X Men are gonna be in the nineties. The Marvel movies take place present day. Yeah, there's no way you can incorporate existing. Unless they use Deadpool. The only way they could have done it is if they would have done Days of Future Past and then. uh, Came back to present day after. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, okay, now they change stuff to where it's all all current. That would have actually been a kind of a cool way that you could incorporate, okay, here's six movies that there's no way you're going to have X Men and 
one and not have any idea of all that would happen before Daredevil, but never so, ha having them experience yeah. each other. They'd have, I mean, they could they can throw Deadpool in there, but I don't think he'd fit the Marvel. I think he kind of would, though. You think he'd fit in yeah. the Marvel Universe? Because he's bright. <laughs> he's bright like everybody else is there. And then, uh, I mean, they're, they're, our Deadpool's the most Marvel movie that Fox has done. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then uh, and also, so, so I would like to see some kind of epic that's from the Avengers' perspective then from his perspective. So from, from Deadpool's cool. perspective, he'll, he'll do, he's doing his curse and all this other shit. Yeah. Then in the, in the Avengers' perspective, he's just a guy in the background who maybe has a has some quick jokes. Just kind of waves to him. Or yeah. I, w I would like to see something like that. It'll be interesting. Yeah. I say get Fantastic Four over first, though. Because I see the would be more judge, uh, detrimental to a franchise that needs to be fixed. Yeah. Are they doing another Fantastic Four? No. Uh, there is anywhere yet, but Sorry. realistically, that's what I'm thinking. If Fox is having talk with Marvel, I'm thinking it's over. Yeah. Fantastic and, Four. And they're more pivotal to the Marvel Universe than the X-Men are. Yeah. Wrong, right or wrong. Um, otherwise, I mean, besides that, I would like to see a director's cut of Don John to make it even better than it already was. <laughs> One of my favorite movies. More porn watching scenes. It was directed by. It was directed by Joseph Gordon. Joseph No, no. Are we saying are the comic book movies? I was thinking comic book. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just take that back. We know anyway. I was still like, I don't know how you could get more director's cut than than you got with John Joe. I would still like to see the director's cut version of Jersey Girl. That's supposed to be out there. It's supposed to be like a 45 minute long. They've screened it before. Really, Jersey Girl. He loves screenshot, not putting it out. He did that one. Well, well he doesn't have the ability to do it. It's the right, stu right, studio. Right, right. True, true. He can screen it he all he wants. Free. <coughs> I think what they should start doing is just making like I was almost wondering like, okay, I get it. The studio doesn't want to sink a bunch of money into it. Make it digital. Yeah. Throw it on iTunes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That way you don't have to sit there and put make all this like uh, the packaging and right. mass produce all that. Um, but what about the jobs that are being lost from the people in, in those factories who make the packaging? Get new jobs. You still have the original version that came out, <laughs> right? Um, well, I think there's the people I think in the stores wonder. that sell that packaged version of that. <laughs> True. So many jobs are being lost. I think they're sitting there wondering, like, okay, so you're, well, the thing is, you're not going to get it because mm -hmm. they're probably sitting there trying to wonder, are we going to make back a profit for doing this? We have to right. do all, all the marketing, the mm -hmm. uh, packaging, put it digital for the people that want it. Punisher War Zone, <laughs> an alternate. Uh, cut that doesn't have all, all all of the slapstick shit in it. Like that has a more serious take of Jigsaw. Hey, look at he, me, huh? I'm a tagging stereotype, right? Yeah. Yeah. Some juicy fruits, eh? Don't give me my Tommy gun. <laughs> yeah. Cause it's like the Red Skull from the <laughs> Captain America, like '80s, '70s. Man. Also, one that I would like to see a director's cut of. <laughs> really? I don't know if you'll ever see that one. <laughs> you have a better shot at Punisher Warzone. Yeah. From the Italian. See, yeah, because I would like to see different takes on movies versus like just added scenes. Like I said, like so say a, a Batman v Superman with uh, old boy playing Lex and not uh, Eisenberg. Oh, what's his name? Fear my name. Walter White, uh, Brian Cranston. Brian Cranston, yeah. Zod, because he's playing Zod. Mm -hmm. Power Rangers. Mm -hmm. Oh, Zordon. 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 Zordon, like Zod. Who Zod? Zod? Yeah. Michael Shannon. Because uh, it's supposed to be like a Batman Beginnings type movie. Really? 
Sorry, jeans. I like it. It's a good franchise. But um, because I think that Lex Luthor's, Luthor's dialogue, if it was the same dialogue but with Michael Brian Cranston's delivery, it would have been a completely different take on it. I, I, I do feel like that he brought his own take to it. You know, it would have been great. Just even if to fix it, fix it, and keep an Eisenberg as Luther. It is an easy fix. I bring in Cranston as a Lex Luthor Senior. Yeah, yeah. That's an easy fix. That would have been actually pretty cool. And, and it could still happen. If they, like the Lex is my dad. Yeah. Maybe if they bring back, if they do a Batman, and maybe it's prequel-ish type to show a younger Bruce Wayne or something. Mm-hmm. I like I, I, that could work, but I like old Batman. I like an old ass Batman who's just choke slamming motherfucker. Uh, <laughs> branded him. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, but we I, talked about it. I mean, no point in rehashing it again. But yeah, we talked. We discussed our ideas for how we think the Batman should the next mm-hmm. set of Batman movies would be. Mm-hmm. But I can't say this enough though. I, I, I like the fact that he he had that Batman had a costume this. I like from the, my, he had my favorite Batman costume. Oh, uh, from the books and the, most, the only spot on Batman costume in, in any movie we've ever seen. I I actually just hope they don't go and sit there and change. Like, oh hey, we have a Justice League movie now. We have to change. They changed Batmobile and not for the better. And for the new movie, mm-hmm. it's more like the the Batman '89. Is it really? It's more sleek and then it has like a big part in it. For the Justice League? Mm-hmm. I haven't seen the pictures of it. I heard that they... And I heard they have changed the suit, but... Hopefully just modified it somewhat. Yeah. But um, in terms... I like that having the the gray and... Yep. The gray and black. Yep. yep. Also, still, I think I said this last time too, it's my favorite Batmobile. Because it's a hybrid of the old... Of the the of the first four movies and, and then like Tumblr. Because I hated the Tumblr. I still hate the Tumblr. I didn't, I didn't mind it for what it was. It fit those movies. Batman wouldn't drive a fucking tank. Well, you gotta remember, all of it was more military. The costume. I remember, but Batman wouldn't drive a fucking tank. He did in The Dark Knight Returns. That was almost a Batmobile that was lifted just out of The Dark Knight Returns. But, okay, but in Dark Knight Returns, he wanted people to see him coming, though. No. I, 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 I hated Tumblr. I hated, I hated the, when the Tumblr got It seemed like there was much you liked about the Chris Nolan Batman. I like the storyline. It has the best writing of any. Bat- they have the best writing of any Batman movies. They have the best villains of any Batman movies. But in terms of Christian Bell, isn't a good Batman. He had, he's like he's like fucking Leonardo DiCaprio. He had good material, but him being good, I can't say he was good. <laughs> to each his own. Right, and that's what makes us America. Boom. But those same scripts couldn't be given to fucking Kirk Cameron, and it still would have been great. Great. There's no way that you could fuck up those scripts. Teach his own. <laughs> Challenge accepted. <laughs> Take this script, flip it, give it to Kirk Cameron. Jesus, put your religious spin on it. <laughs> Just improv. I man. feel like Batman wouldn't fight the villain. He would pray for the Joker, and then the Joker would say, "You know what? You're wrong." And he would get baptized, and then they would marry women and have beautiful families and go to church every Sunday. Chris, so, so what do you think about that? Read the blade script. <laughs> um, I would like to see a director's cut of Terminator. Oh, what's this? Terminator One. Salvation, which is already a good movie to me. Oh, that was the fourth one, right? Or was that the yes. newest one? No, this Genesis one. was Genesis. the newest one. Yeah. yeah, I like Salvation. I like it's a lot of people. Hated term- it. It's my favorite Terminator. Actually, a lot uh, Terminator Two is still the best, but yeah. a lot of people hated Salvation. And I don't see why. 
I still see the third one. Terminator Three is. Uh, I, I, I haven't seen that one, but uh, but from what I've heard, well, I haven't seen it in its entirety. But but from what I've seen and heard, it, it was pretty bad. Have you seen the, the new one? No, I did. It's really good. I've tried watching it a few times. I fall asleep. <laughs> yeah, it ain't. The, it's not the best. Get to the chopper. It's confusing a little bit too. But Salvation took the story forward. Spoiler alert: John Connor grew up. Yeah, that was kind of weird. Yeah. Took everything you know and flipped it. Flipped it. For a new generation. A genesis, if you will. <laughs> and it tanked. Sega? And he ain't getting any more. No. Um, I would like to see a director's cut of G.I. Joe 2. G.I. Joe 2 is good. But yeah, that's why I want to see one that can maybe make it better. I mean, it, it is always fixing a bad movie. Typically, it's just more so the actual team who made movies vision versus a studio vision. So in, in, in terms of that movie, it, it would have meant less... I'd like to see a director's cut of Spider-Man 3. Yes. 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 Because that means it would have been no... Venom. <laughs> took, took Venom out completely. <laughs> took out completely. Might have to redo the movie, but... Because, <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, the thing about Hollywood, and which may be why Hollywood and the music... Oh, I'm going to tie it together. The music industry is having a renaissance to where it's about the art and not the commerce. Because if you let the artists do what they mm-hmm. want to do and not have a, 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 a record company think about owning capital, you get better music. So that's what Title's doing, that's what it's, and that's why they're cutting out the record companies. Like a lot of artists, especially urban artists, don't even have labels anymore. They're doing shit independently. So if the movie studios, if uh, well, movies in general, if you're getting more funding from China versus Hollywood, I think they're getting also in some cases maybe even more freedom. So if um, if the if what's going to be my point? Oh, so maybe now that this is happening, um, maybe now besides have to put in shit about China and every movie have a Chinese character, a la the lady from Avengers Two. Allah. not that kind. Not not the not the uh, not that Allah. Not that Allah. Um, like, uh, like uh, I've mentioned too. Had to, they had amended, had to have a, a Chinese character in a prominent role. That's where they had like that woman, uh, Chen or whatever her name was. Yeah. Um, maybe now, besides things like that, you're getting more of a vision of the team behind the movie versus the corporate mandates in regards to plot. Because uh, those things don't change the plot that much. You, you, it, it, they, they may have had a doctor character anyway. Say, so, hey, you know what? Make that character Asian. Yeah. That's fine. So maybe now we have more of the vision of the actual directors versus a committee. Oh, speaking of which, oh, and we had one, but Green Lantern, and and, and that one was even worse too. Yep, <laughs> it was worse. It was a lot worse. Was it? Yeah, it was worse. How so? They tried to um, make it. They had more scenes with Hal as a child. <laughs> And it made it that Hal, Hector Hammond, and Carol, Carol, uh, what's her name, Carol Ferris, Ferris were, were kids together, and they're all like twenty years apart in age. <laughs> it made me mad the, the, the fact that they did it, because the guy who played fucking Hector Hammond is like sixty-five. Uh, for I know it's released in the late thirties and fucking Blake Live is like twenty one. It can't be oh, oh, man. oh man. And they added more scenes with uh the Guardians, I believe, that were horrendous. Just so far. I own it. it if you ever want to borrow it, but it's it's a race movie. I own it. I I just just watch it. <laughs> Why do you even buy that? 
bought that, but... I bought it to go with the comic book collection of movies they own. Yeah, I don't do that shit. So I thought at one point in time that was supposed to start kick up, start the uh, DC Sunman. That universe. was the idea. I bought that, but I haven't bought Iron Man two, which I also don't like. Yeah, m- maybe that's one too that could stand one that. Cause, cause I didn't it, mind Iron Man two. I didn't mind it either. I remember it took a lot of heat, but nothing happened. No, it didn't. It, it took a, a lot of heat for what it was. Or um, got drunk Iron Man. Mm-hmm. That's true. X Men Three. Yes. Well. Well, maybe I would rather, a I'd rather see a, uh, a different director. Um, and I still don't blame. I do not blame Brett Ratner for that. Um, he kind of got thrown in. and Said, "Okay, this is when the movie gets start. You start filming next week." I would have said I he had no it. preparation for it. But I'd rather them see him go back and do one with. Uh, maybe Brian Singer, but anyone, yeah. any talented director. Matthew Vaughn was really the one that kind of screwed that one over. Because he was all set to come on and do it, and then he can't. Really? Yeah, and he canceled the last second. I didn't know. Backed that. out, and then um, Fox said, "Well, we have the date. We got. We have, we're still coming out next year on Memorial Day." So there was no preparation. Um, Brian Singer was basically came in, and the script was made, and he was at. I don't really blame him. I mean, maybe or if I do, it's very partial. Brian Singer, Brett Ratner. Brett, yeah, I mean, but. He would have said, I'm sorry, but we aren't going to make that date. I said, I, I blame Brian Singer for making that god-awful Superman movie. But okay. I found out the backstory oh, on that. Cut of that. Huh? <laughs> director's cut of that. Oh. Director's cut of Superman Returns. I found out the backstory on more, that. More window peeping? Yes. X-Men 3 would have been done by Brian Singer if the guy who was running Fox wasn't being a dick. The guy that running Fox did not like Brian Singer at the time. And then he kept pushing back his contract and things that he deserved for doing two successful movies. So they kept saying, and, and Bryson kept saying, look, I need to fucking do this movie. I want to do it, but you got to fuck around on, on my contract. I said, well, sorry, Brian, we're going to do this. So eventually he said, fuck it. If you, if you don't send a contract by this time, I'm going to go to... I'm going to Warner Brothers do Superman Returns. And then they kept fucking him over thinking they could just fucking bully him. So, so, so then he left. Hmm. So they fucked over Brian Singer. He, he never wanted to leave, but it was corporate politics that fucked him over. Interesting. Corporate politics. I find out. I find out all all, all that info from this uh, YouTube channel called um, Midnight Edge. I believe it's called. They have a lot of the behind the scenes shit with Sony. All that Sony hacks. Yeah, and it's very informative. I put some respect on that uh, site. That channel, the YouTube. YouTube so is so weird with that shit. Any other director's cuts we can think of? Um, e- Electra. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you already had your Daredevil in the director's cut. Yeah. You don't think that movie is perfect as is? <laughs> I like how she uh, had powers. For no reason. <laughs> Did they explain how she didn't die? Oh no! Did they bring the hand in in the Electra movie? I watched it one time and I couldn't yes. tell you. No, I've never watched. But it. the hand was like, uh, which is canon. They only showcased a part of the hand that was like the corporate shit, you know, like not like the actual ninjas that much. Just go and watch Daredevil season two. Mm-hmm. Hello, Matthew. Hungry? Such a great show. 
damn good. Can we season through? Well, I can't wait till we review it on this <laughs> podcast. Waiting with bated breath. But Luke Cage is pretty soon, isn't it? September. September. A couple months away. My birthday month. Virgos. Je- <laughs> Jessica Jones gets picked up for second season. It did, but I don't think that's going to be till after the Defenders. I yep. think they're going yeah. Luke, Cage, Luke Cage, Iron, Iron Fist, Fist, Defenders. Defenders. Yep. They might they do season three. Punisher beforehand. I'm not sure. They haven't announced Daredevil season three, but they said it's pretty much going to be a given. It was yeah. a success. I think they're focusing on. Because they don't want to announce it and say, oh, hey, you're not going to see it for right. forever. Netflix is good about that. I think Netflix needs to start going three shows a year. Or four, even. Like one for every season. Yeah, I do one a quarter. Spring, summer, yeah. fall, winter. Because what I think they should do is not do Punisher. <laughs> oh, I think they should do Punisher. I'm looking forward to it. I'm not. I'll watch it, of course. But maybe I can be presently, pleasantly surprised. But I'm not looking forward to it. I, I don't think it's going to be good. Oh, I do. They haven't disappointed yet. I was a little disappointed with the Punisher in that show. In retrospect, when I was watching, I was all in. Now, in hindsight, I can really analyze it. He, he was at my least favorite part of the season. You can't save your city, Red. You can't protect your city, Red. Alright, we got anything else? No. Uh, no, I think I'm good. Take us, Take us on out. Okay, so until our paths next cross... We'll be here at RBS Studios International. Just a couple of guys telling true stories based on fiction. Later. Boom.